Hey there, and welcome to the Insert Coin Theater podcast. You're listening and or watching episode 20. Today we're going to be talking about purple hair, which I've got right now. We're going to be talking about retro fizz, if you've not heard about that. And we're going to be talking about Google Stadia. So stick around, stay tuned, and we'll get started. So let's start the show. Welcome back. Guys, thank you for joining me for yet another episode of the Insert Coin Theater Podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you. I really appreciate you all being here. It means the world to me that you support my podcast as you do by just listening, by watching it on RetroFizz, watching the VOD on YouTube. However you wish to see it and consume it, it is greatly appreciated. So thank you very much. I want to talk to you guys about hair. So exciting, I know, right? I have purple hair. For those of you who are listening to the audio version of this podcast, I just got my hair done. It is now a reddish purple color as the base, and it has a a whoosh of a nice bright purple at the front. It looks so good, and I'm so, so happy with it. Turned out really, really, really well. And I'm just very happy that I got it done. And what this is, is a bit of an expression of myself. And it, it allows me really to kind of dive into doing something different without a permanent change. It's it's temporary. And the reason that I'm, I'm mainly doing this is because of work, right? So my current job, I like it. It's it's It pays the bills. It, I'm good at it, I like to think. And I, I tend to enjoy it. I think my biggest concern with it is that they are very stuffy and very traditional. And what I mean by that is they used to have a clause in the employee handbook that said that you had to have natural hair color. Um, you know, you, they have a very a, a strict dress code of dress ca- of business, excuse me, business casual or higher. Like I'm always, I'm always burping while I do this show. Something about you guys makes me burp. Um, but that said, um, uh, they had rules against having t- visible tattoos, etc., etc. So I was looking through the employee handbook the other day because I hate that rule of no hair, no visible tattoos because it's such an old stuffy thing. It's it's such an old person viewpoint, right? Tattoos don't affect your ability to work. Hair color doesn't affect your ability to work. And being more comfortable with yourself and being happier with the way you look is only a boon to what you do. Feel happy, work happy, right? So that's kind of where I'm at. Is I went looking through the employee handbook there, and it's it it didn't say anything about hair color. It said nothing about dyes. Said nothing about hair color. Didn't mention hair at all. I did a control F and looked through the whole thing. Nothing. I was so excited. To me, that was my chance. So I let my boss know, and I'm like, look, I want to I want to dye my hair, man. I want to do my hair in a color that's not normal. I'm not going to go over the top. It's not going to be like so insanely crazy like neon pink or anything. It's like a nice dark purple. 
but I want to do it. It's something I want for me because it makes me feel good in my own skin, makes me feel better about myself, and honestly, like I think I look great with it. So it's it's so empowering. It's and I know it's such a like a minor thing, but it's such an empowering thing to be able to look the way that I want to and go to work and do that. And that's kind of where I'm at. Is uh, work can be very frustrating, very dull, and it's stressful. I mean, that's all that it comes down to. It's a very stressful environment. I work in IT. Uh, I'm a, an administrator for for ser- application servers, so I, I manage like code deploys and stuff. It's it gets very difficult to stay positive in a job where you're not feeling overly appreciated. If that makes sense. So I'm kind of at that point where <sighs> I need to do something different and shake it up. And this is what I decided to do. Get get purple hair. And it's kind of my stick it to the man type thing. And I know that sounds really stupid and really petty. But sometimes you just have to do that. You have to go to the authority that governs so much of your time and tell them, I'm taking control of me. I'm reclaiming my time and myself. And that's kind of what I'm doing here is, again, it's just hair. It's it's transient, it's temporary, it's, you know, 30 days or so, but I don't care, that's, that's just it, is I got the tattoo that I have because I'd come to a point in my life where I was ready for change, I was ready to do something different for myself that was permanent and expressed my love for something important to me, and in this case, it's Bioshock Infinite, that's the tattoo I have, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, 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 the lock, the, it's the, um, the birdcage and the key, from that and it has a banner over it that says will the circle be unbroken and it's very very cool and i love it it's such a great design uh recce my so designed it and i'm i i'm thrilled with it every time i look at it it's it, it still fills me with joy because bioshock infinite as many of you know is my favorite game i love it it's such a great game it's such a powerful game it has so many interesting themes of being trapped of being stuck in a world where People are mistreated because of the color of their skin or their their origin or identity, uh, being being stuck because of religious views, being stuck uh, because of many things, and a lot of that is near and dear to my heart. And I might get into that someday, uh, maybe in a blog post. I don't know if, if the ICT podcast is the format for it that I wanna wanna do it in. So ultimately, like that, it, it'll get very heavy if I do that, and I don't know if that's where I want to take this. But that said, the hair color thing, yes, it's temporary, but it's a shift big enough that makes me say, I'm reclaiming who I am. This is me. This is my choice. I'm making this choice. You're not making the choice for me. And I think that's the big thing is I am reclaiming, I'm reclaiming this freedom to do as I wish with my hair with me, with my body, like if I got a, a piercing, a, a, you know, a, a nose piercing or something like that, those are just ways of expressing myself and not necessarily just rebellion. Like you don't do it just for rebellion because I think it looks wicked cool and I love it. Like I'm so very excited about it. And if, if you're seeing the video thing, I hope you, you like it too, because it's, it's, it's pretty nice it, and it's, it's pretty bright in some spots when under these lights. But when you're in just like general lighting, it's not super duper obvious, like blindingly, oh my gosh, bright. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to death, tickled, tickled to death that I got it done and I'm very happy with it. And 
I'm very, I'm kind of nervous about going to work as it because like we're a company run by old white guys who have more money than sense sometimes. And to them, you know, their way is the right way. And that's, that's where my concerns and my frustrations lie and my worries lie um, in a lot of ways. And without getting too deep into the social, the, the socioeconomic, socio-political side of things, I can safely say that I am not in agreement with their viewpoints on tattoos and hair and all that. It's a very, uh, being, being millennial and millennial, let me clarify, is anybody born between 1980 and 2000? If you, if you came of age around the new millennium in one way or another, you're a millennial. Anybody born after 2000, you're Gen Z bros. So if anyone calls you a millennial, tell them they're wrong because that generation has come and it's, it's here now and we're, we're adults, baby. We've, we've got our, we've got our, our, our banners and we're shouting into the nether about how Star Wars, uh, sucks now, uh, because, uh, it's doing what Star Wars has always done. Um, again, uh, check out my blog. I have a lot of really interesting blog posts out, um, that being one of them where I talk about Star Wars fans ruining the fandom. And it just kind of my 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 viewpoint on the whole mess. Like, I've started blogging, and I know I'm getting off topic of hair, but, like, this all kind of wraps into kind of like New Year, New Me type feeling thing, but not really. Like, this is all me. I'm not really having, like, a midlife, midlife crisis here. I'm finally coming into my own as a content creator and realizing that, I can express myself without having to worry about what other people think of me. Like if you think that I am some zealot for social justice, sure. That's what I am. I think that people should be treated equally and fairly. Um, but if you, you know, want to get into that, that's, that's a whole can of worms that I'm willing to, I'm willing to tackle in a, in a, you know, meaningful, fruitful way. But that said, there's a lot going on in gaming in fandoms in general that are pretty garbage, if I do say so myself. And that's kind of where I, I stand. Is like I was just kind of like, I can either speak out against this or I can just kind of ignore it and be part of the problem. So I've decided to start saying my piece and giving my thoughts on things. And damn the consequences, you know? It's one of those deals that I just, I get a little tired of having to feel like I have to walk on eggshells because I think I, I worry about what people will think of me and my content in the lens of their own skewed worldview. But if you don't like my content because I think people should be treated fairly, I don't know if I care that much. Does that sound harsh? Yeah. But I'm trying to make my content be a, a place where people can feel like they can be themselves regardless of race, religion, uh, uh, sexual orientation, gender identity, etc., etc. Like, like I want people to be comfortable in their own skin, and that's kind of looping back around to the hair is helping me be comfortable in my own skin with who I am. I am proud of who I am, and I'm happy that I can change something so minor and actually feel better about myself. That is so cool, and like. I don't know. I just feel like we, we kind of ignore the simple things in life and things like changing your hair or changing your clothing style, like simple things like that, growing a beard. I did this and this, this made me feel much more masculine. And I'm not saying I, I've had like a, 
a crisis with my masculinity. Like I've been very at peace with it, but I do enjoy feeling masculine sometimes. And the beard has really helped that. Like I look at myself and I'm not like the goatee was kind of a representation of me as a youngster. I had a goatee all through high school and right up until like a a year ago. So it's kind of, for me, it's, it's kind of my transitioning to an older age. And then the hair thing is just kind of reclaiming my, I don't know, my, my attitude, my, my quirkiness and my, um, my pure love and joy and creating content, sharing my thoughts and getting things out there. I don't know. I feel like I might be rambling a bit on that, but I don't know. I just, I started blogging and I've been feeling a lot better about myself doing it. And it's been really nice to get my thoughts, no matter what they are off my chest. It's been great. Like I've, I used to have a lot of qualms with, with speaking my mind and there are forums for it that are better than others. And I don't know if necessarily this is the best forum for certain things. And I know that my blog isn't the best forum for other things. And my live streams aren't the best forum for other things. That's why I'm doing them all because it's, it, it enables me to open up in different ways that I haven't yet. And so I'm very excited to see where uh, this path takes me. And I'm, I'm hopeful that you'll stick with me on the journey. And even if you vehemently disagree with me, maybe you can, try to see things from my point of view uh, instead of trying to preach at me why I'm wrong. And with that said, I think we'll go to our first break before we talk about, uh, we'll talk about Retrofizz next, but we'll go to our first break uh, So to hear a word from our sponsors. Welcome back. We're going to talk about Retrofizz. Not that you haven't heard enough about it from the Retrofiz podcast, etc. There might be some people that haven't heard about what it is. I've been wanting to talk about this for a very long time, so it's really nice to be able to get it out, just to share it. So Retrofiz is a 24-7 gaming culture and gaming, just gaming and gaming culture channel and nerd culture. It's kind of like this amalgamation of everything that myself, that Boom Live, aka Sean, um, and Verbatim T, aka Tim love we and and we've got a, a great team we've got um savior x tanrin we've got lucifer we've got zay uh we've got um uh, we got dragon shaft um and uh we've got a couple other people who are making content for us oh my god i'm sorry that i am forgetting uh who all the team is i'm a horrible horrible teammate and i'm sorry i love you guys uh we've got um uh we've got night tide um so we've got we've got zay lucifer uh, we got Sean, we got Tim, um, we got Night Tide, we got Dragon Shaft, we got Savior. So there are eight of us total. Eight. Ha! That's the number. Sorry. But that said, I am working with one of the most talented groups of people that I have ever met. And there there are a lot more that I wish to work with that we want to, but Retrofizz is the culmination of a lot of work. So... If you're watching this on the Retrofist channel, you're like, God, they talk about this a lot. And there's a reason for that. It's because we're really, really proud of it. Like, you don't understand how much effort and time we've put into this thing already. And we, we're we just getting started. We put dozens and dozens of, of our already limited hours into making this a reality. And we've got people like 
like verbatim T, which Tim, uh, at the helm of the technology, we couldn't have asked for a better person. And he's he's managing branding and things like that. Myself and Sean, we are working on content with our other creators and making wicked shows from uh, one of our concepts, Press Start to Watch, which is a a show specifically about uh, just gameplay. It's it's taking a chunk of a game for an hour, two out, 30 minutes to like two, three hours of time and just showing it off and having the game shown there so people can say, that game looks really dope. I want to buy it, whether it's new, whether it's old. Uh, we have Press Start to Watch, another show that I'm producing. Uh, I'm doing um, uh, Press Start to Watch. Uh, sorry, Midnight Pixel Show is the other one. I, I think I said Press Start to Watch again. Midnight Pixel Show is another one that I'm producing. And that is a, uh, a rolling uh, uh, view of trailers, new and old, classic and modern, um, gameplay, cutscenes, and commercials from a variety of sources. So it's it's a really, really interesting concept. If you've ever seen Cinematech on G4, it's kind of a similar concept, just expanded a bit and modernized for the uh, 21st century, something that we've always really wanted to do um, because that was a great show. It was a great chill show, and that's kind of what we were aiming for with this. Uh, same thing with Press Start to Watch. It's just chill blocks of gameplay, um, things things that you can have on in the background while you draw things that you can have on and just relax to. Um, some people like to listen to podcasts. That's why we're doing so many podcasts. We have this huge block of podcasts that we're making. Right now we have five shows, five podcasts that we're producing. We have Boom in the Night, which is Night Tide and my Boom Sticks podcast. We have the Retro Fizz podcast, which is a new production between me and Sean. Uh, we have Shtick Figures, which is Sean's podcast. We have the ICT podcast, which is my podcast. Uh, and then we have... Um, uh, Tide Talks, which is Night Tide's podcast. We have five podcasts right now, um, and we plan hopefully someday to do more. We we want to have a lot of different variety varieties of talk shows because a lots of people have different viewpoints. B it's it's a powerful medium. Like people don't mind hearing and and agreeing or disagreeing with people's viewpoints as long as they're not too you know uh, polarizing or out of left field. You know. So our goal with these podcasts uh, is to really give you guys a nice chunk of time to watch and engage with these really cool shows that um, may have only been available in audio format. Like four of those were audio only to start with, and now they are video as well as a Retrofizz original. So you'll be able to catch those on the YouTube as well as uh, on the live channel uh, throughout every day. It's a really cool concept, and we're really excited about it. So we have this nice block of podcasts to give you a ton of nice talk to listen to. Again, if you like doing art and listening to uh, podcasts while you draw or write or things like that, like this is this is for you. Uh, and then we have some shows coming up. We have Fizz Clips, which is a highlight show where people where we want our community to submit um, highlights. Uh, their uh, um, stream highlights, uh, fails, funny moments, etc. We're going to combine all that, give a shout out to each person who submits a, uh, a clip, and we are going to um, uh, we are going to have uh, a, a kind of like a montage, I guess, a weekly monta- monthly montage of all the clips people submit, whether they're fails or successes or whatever. And um, what else are we doing? Hi, we have so much going on right now. Um, we have Let's Play Through. It's a show by 
uh, Dragon Shaft, where he is going to be episodically playing through an entire game um, from start to finish. Whether it be um, Far Cry 5 or Legend of Zelda, you name it. And he'll be playing through it from the beginning to the end. And you'll be able to catch that whole thing presented with his commentary, but no webcam right then and there. It's going to be really, really neat. And uh, I think that uh, you guys will really dig that when it goes live. We have Got to Go Fast, which is a speedrunning themed show um, where uh, Savior uh, talks about speedrunning a certain game. Uh, talks about tips and tricks about it and the game itself, and then uh, actually demonstrates a speed run of that game. It's pretty impressive and a really cool concept, um, and you definitely should not uh, miss that. That is that is a definite non-miss. Uh, what else do we have? Um, the website right now, retrofizz.tv, is live, and it has a list of shows, so you should definitely... I'm actually getting that going right now, retrofizz.tv. Um, and it has a list of all of our shows, so you can um, kind of catch uh, all of them. So um, we have Press Start to Watch, which we talked about, Midnight Pixel Show, Fizz Clips. Um, and then we have some syndicated shows, which we want to get more of those in the future. But right now, we have the Classic ICT Podcast and the Mandatory Social Interaction Show. Classic ICT Podcast is back when ICT first started. It was a podcast between myself and my friend George. That's why we started it. Um, so we have all those in syndication, as well as the Mandatory Social Interaction Show, which is a show that I do with myself, Eric Klein, and Ben Burns, um, which we really absolutely love. It's a, it's a ton of fun. We just talk, shoot the breeze, have fun, talk about content creation, um, music, games, like whatever whatever our mind is on. We just have a good time with it. So those are a ton of fun. And right now, that's what we've got that's there. And then we have some 20 to 30 shows that aren't even on this list, like we have a lot of content uh, and quite honestly, very, very happy about our uh, gamut of stuff that we have running. So I'm very excited to uh, to introduce this to you and I hope that you're excited about it too because your support means the world to us. We've had a crazy launch and we're so extremely excited to bring you more content, which we will be doing over the next weeks, months, years. That's our goal. We're going we're gonna to just keep rolling it out. We're going to work with other people, bring in some outside help to produce some shows. A lot of things like that. Got a lot of plans. So with that, stick with us. Check it out. Mixer.com slash Retrofizz. Uh, and then check out... Uh, it's coming to other platforms soon, but check out our Twitter. Uh, Twitter.com slash TV. Follow us there. Uh, we'll be posting all sorts of stuff there. And then go to retrofiz.tv. You can see all our social links at the bottom right of the, pa- of the page. So scroll down, check the bottom right, as well as submit clips. There's a link in the top right, or you can go to retrofiz.tv slash clips uh, to submit them. And yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. So if you are genuinely as excited about this as we are, we want to bring that uh, G4 replacement. We want get, to get it knocked out. We want to have something that fills the knit the 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 niche that has been missing for a while and that niche is gaming content 24 7 that is produced by a group of like-minded people and presented in a 24 7 fashion we're thrilled with the reception we've gotten so far and we're, we're very excited to keep bringing it so thank you guys very much for your support and with that said we're going to stop for another sponsor break before we talk about google stadia i think we're going to have a shorter episode today just because i've got 
a million things on my mind and um, not a ton of news to go through. And uh, I've got a lot of editing to do tonight because I kind of missed Monday because of the launch of Retrofizz. Uh, that's why this is a little late. So sorry. Love you guys. Um, with that said, uh, stay tuned for another word from our sponsor. And uh, we will be right back. And welcome back to the Insert Coin Theater podcast. We are going to be talking about Google Stadia, which was announced today, which is dating this, but GDC is going on during the recording of this episode. Google Stadia was announced, and what Google Stadia is, is the Google game game streaming, I want to say live streaming, game streaming service, meaning you can play your games over the internet a la Netflix. So think about how Netflix works where you can watch content uh, and turn that into gaming. You have your controller, uh, a dongle plugged into your TV or whatever, an app on your phone, and you can play any game their service offers at maximum resolution and fidelity, and it uh, it works, theoretically. And that's where the concern comes in. So Google Stadia seems like a very interesting concept at surface level. The It's a... It supports up to 8K resolution, which is huge. It allows people to play games and developers to create games in ways that have never been done before. Uh, The amount of horsepower they have behind it is pretty astonishing. Um, But there's a few things that are concerns, and that is A, latency, uh, button press, a round trip. I think I read somewhere that the minimum latency is 166 milliseconds for certain things like that's like the average latency and 166 milliseconds is a lot of time for a button press press to work so um i don't know i just feel like that's a big concern that they haven't really addressed (sighs) i'm trying to think um another issue is data limits and caps so here in the u.s um our infrastructure sucks this is fact um we have Outside of big cities um, and uh, metropolitan hubs, uh, we have a huge lack of ISPs that offer uh, internet that isn't capped in some way, meaning uh, speed capped hugely, like a max of like 6 to 10 megabit per second, which is not fast enough because apparently like the, I think I read that it's like uh, 20 megabytes per minute played. And somebody did the math and said it's uh, like 300 gigabytes per uh, for 15 hours of play, which most people who have caps on their internet, like an actual data, like a hard data cap, it caps at a terabyte. So that's in fifth in f- uh, sorry 15 hours in 15 hours of gameplay, which you could probably knock out in two three days. Um, you're looking at a third of your data cap gone. That doesn't include watching Netflix. That doesn't include browsing the web, talking to friends on Discord, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's a big problem, and I don't know how Google plans to overcome that, or if they even care. They might not care, which I think is folly. I think that's a big problem. Um, also, uh, for competitive gaming, it's right out. Uh, any any first-person shooter w- or fighting game which relies on uh, the faster the input and response on the screen, the better you do, I don't think they will work. I think only single-player experiences, a la Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which has been on the service during their beta, um, is... Uh, the only kind of thing that would really work. And from some videos I was watching, didn't really work. Anyways, like three, four times a button pressed before it was registered in some cases. And this is supposed to be show floor like they're, this is the pristine 
representation of this. Take this and this is how it's going to be when it comes out. And I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like they may have missed the mark here and they're really going to be struggling to do well with it. Um, We're not there yet. The U S is not there yet. And a lot of European countries aren't there yet. A lot of, I don't know. A lot of the world isn't there yet. Internet wise. And that's, I don't know. That's a big concern that uh, nobody's really addressed. And I don't know why nobody's addressed it yet. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of concerned for Google Stadia, and I don't. I honestly don't even know if I'm going to buy in right away. I might see where it's at in a year, especially with what looks like Microsoft's going to be announcing theirs, which everybody's calling X Cloud. Uh, where where theoretic where theoretically it's going to be a competing service. The beauty of Microsoft's is, yes, it may be the same kind of service, but it's not all they offer. You can still buy an Xbox One console and play your games in a downloaded fashion. Download your game and play it as much as you want without extra bandwidth uh, incursions um, outside of online gaming, of course. You're not streaming the game and playing it online, etc. I'm just worried here. I, I think Google has made a misstep. Um, especially if you look at the controller they designed, it looks like a little like a PS, you know, PS4 controller. I, those controllers are real uncomfortable. The the Xbox One controllers with the offset thumbsticks, those are the more comfortable ones in my opinion. And I worry that them going with an older model design like Sony has is another misstep. Um, one of the weird things they had is at their GDC display, they had like a Dreamcast, a Power Glove. Um, and a copy of the E.T. game, like like a whole bunch of missteps in their own, right? Like Dreamcast being ahead of its time, the Power Glove being an awful peripheral, and E.T. being buried in the desert because nobody wanted to buy the damn thing. Google's not setting a very good tone here, especially with all the abandoned projects they've had. I mean, just look at like Google Plus and um, oh, there's been a lot of them. Uh, let, let, me, let me Google that real quick. <laughs> Um, let me say failed Google products. So Google wave, if you remember that, um, let's see, uh, Google plus Google hangouts on air, um, Google answers, Google notebook Orcut. Um, there's more here. Uh, Google video, Google glass, Google null. Uh, which was like a Wikipedia type thing. If you never heard of it, Google Page Page Creator, which was like a website designer editor thing. I mean, so so many. They just ran into the ground, which does not bode well for a product like this, especially the one that's ahead of its time. Now, unless Google plans on getting Google Fiber to everyone in the U.S. in a meaningfully fast way, I don't think it's going to succeed. And I, I hate to be pessimistic because it's a cool idea, but we tried it here at the house and me watching Netflix or watching a live stream while my wife was playing it, we have 150 up, 150 down internet. Like it's not slow, but when I would like watch a live stream, sometimes her quality would dip. And when the quality dipped, it pretty much turned into a very old PS1 game. Like it was almost, you couldn't read any of the text. It was just total pixelation kind of like when netflix resorts back to a lower resolution but it's still scaled up on a bigger screen so it was it was it was unplayable like that's a problem and yeah that was an early access version of it but that's i've heard that people at gdc are seeing similar stuff 
So they're they're making waves with Sadia, and that's awesome, and that's great. I don't think it's going to succeed, and I hate to be pessimistic about it. I don't want to be, but I don't have much choice in this case because I just on live should have been the initial failure that indicated that we aren't ready for it yet, and we still aren't. It's we we just the infrastructure in the U.S. has not improved enough to make a difference to enable this to succeed. I know that I've only been going for 31 minutes, but that 31, 32 minutes, something like that. uh, That's kind of where I'm at today. I know it's been very, very short, uh, but uh, I wanted to get something out there to kind of share my excitement with you. I have video editing to do. It's like 10:30 PM right now as I'm, as I'm recording this, I hopefully we'll have more news next week and I'll, I'll, I'll have a couple more topics. I'll put a little more effort into getting topics. I apologize, but here we are. I got to talk to you guys. I love your faces. So, Please uh, bear with me as I, I spiel at you with the end of the uh, end of stream spiel that I like to give. <clears throat> Here we go. The ICT podcast is produced by me, Tim. Insert Coin Theater is more than a podcast, though. It is a live stream that happens three days a week on the weekends, Friday nights, Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. And uh, that's at Mixer.com slash theater. And above all that, it is a vibrant and inclusive community at Discord.gg slash ICT. So if you have Discord, please join us. Come hang out. If you'd like to support my efforts monetarily, you can go to the Insert Coin Theater Patreon, patreon.com slash ICT. And uh, I'd like to give a huge thanks to Andy B, who is the Arcade Master level supporter, and the three other Patreon supporters for helping keep this podcast alive and kicking. I am happy to produce it for you guys and for all the people who listen. And if you're unable to support monetarily, please consider leaving a review. Make it five stars if you would uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. That'd be iTunes, Spotify. If you can leave reviews, um, doesn't matter. Google Google Podcasts. Um, positive reviews help bring in new people, get us on the list, um, put us up high. It's great, and it's very helpful, and it'll help us grow in a pretty meaningful way. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, or you just want to connect, uh, my DMs on Discord are always open. Insert Coin Theater, hashtag 6969. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash insertcointim, and on Twitch, Mixer, Facebook, and Instagram at insertcointheater. The ICT podcast intro is created by the lovely human being, Ben Burns, also known as Abstraction Music. So go check out abstractionmusic.com. And guys, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Have a lovely evening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.